y'all. I'm Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle, the Christian girl's guide to modern dating. We are here to help you date with confidence while honoring the Lord and to show you that your identity and contentment are in Christ. We're going to give you the tools you need to date successfully and to be set up well for success in a godly marriage. If you've ever felt like you didn't really belong with any of the extremes in dating today, well, neither did we. So you're not alone. That's why we're here looking for the middle. And welcome to another episode. And if y'all could only have seen the last half hour with us dealing with technical difficulties. Oh my word. Y'all, we cannot wait till this dumb quarantine. It's not dumb. I'm <laughs> it's sorry. not. It's dumb when it comes to podcasting. because yes, this It's is... been dumb the last 30 minutes. <laughs> yes, it has been. So you we know... are very ready to get back to where we were recording in the same place. Yes. I normally pride myself on like being pretty tech savvy. Like I, I normally know stuff. Same. Yeah. I tell you what though, these microphones, they'll humble you. For like real. what in the world? <laughs> I'm literally recording into an old pair of like wired earbuds from Apple into my phone on Skype right now. Oh, I have a, my over a hundred dollar mic sitting on my desk that is useless to me at this moment. <laughs> anyway. <sighs> Anyways, thanks yeah. for joining us today, guys. We know we've, it's been a couple weeks since we released yeah. a new episode. So we're happy to be giving y'all some new content um, but before we jump in today, just a quick reminder, if you're not already following us on social media, go do that when this episode's over and we would appreciate it. You can find us on Facebook at Looking for the Middle Podcast or on Instagram at LFTM underscore podcast. We will once again be doing Couchcast live on Instagram this Friday as we have been doing since this quarantine is over. It pr- might be our last one. I don't know. Maybe second Aww. last. I so, think we need to every once in a while still do a live once this is done. So. It has been it's so fun. much fun. It's been super fun. And it's cool to answer like more than one. It's like a little Q&A podcast yeah. mashup. Yeah. Um, so we'll be doing that again this Friday. So make sure you go follow us on Instagram and join us for that. Okay. But I'm ready, ready for the question of the day. For the question of the day. And it's a good thing that I remember it because I'm using my phone to record. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's a would you rather question. Oh, I hate these. I know. That's why I like picking them. (laughs) Um, Would you rather go 30 days without your phone or the rest of your life without dessert? Oh. Oh, the face you made was priceless. A tough question. (laughs) I know. (sighs) You have stumped me. This is probably supposed to be like super simple, but I have. Oh, I thought you'd like rattle off an answer real quick. I'm very glad I I would you. probably say 30 days without my phone, but then I'd probably have no job. I'd have like, you know, there'd be long-term consequences, which means I would then eat my weight in ice cream mm. over that 30 days. And then I probably wouldn't want dessert for the rest of my life because I ate so much ice cream in the 30 days. So I think this is a lose-lose for me here. <laughs> okay. Fair what enough. would you say? I mean, I would probably just deal with it without my phone because I know it would be temporary. Yeah. And honestly, other than like, I mean, I would be the annoying person that would like use my computer to FaceTime and stuff, which would probably be cheating. But other than like talking to my friends and family, I have been on my phone so much less over this quarantine that I've realized how I can go without it if I want to. So I would probably do that because the thought of never having ice cream again sad is terrible yeah so anyways well I'm so glad I stumped you yeah you did 
All right, well, let's jump in to today's super happy topic of seven (laughs) signs your relationship is in trouble. Um, We... (laughs) (laughs) That's not funny, Uh, but I'm laughing. (laughs) Our goal with this episode is basically to just give you some warning signs that your relationship might be in trouble so you can avoid being blindsided by a breakup, if at all possible, because nobody likes that. I was blindsided by a breakup personally within the past year. If you want to hear more about that, you can go listen to our episode from season three called Navigating Heartbreak and Disappointment. We go into everything that happened with mine and Bethany's. Yeah, breakups that happened within three days of each other. Um, But I I still can't get over that. Like, like, what are the odds? I know. It, oh, it man. wasn't even like up to both of us. So it's not like we coordinated no. it or anything. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. But I can tell you that looking back now, there were a lot of things that we're going to talk about in this episode that were true of my relationship. And I just either didn't see it, didn't want to see it, didn't want to admit it at the time. And now I wish I had, because I feel like it would have, I, I mean, the relationship still would have ended, but I feel like I wouldn't there was a month I probably could have not been in the relationship and gotten as even more attached and invested and all of that. So our goal is to kind of talk you guys through that. So the same thing doesn't happen to you. Yeah. I think as we go through these things today, we're not saying, Hey, if you fix these things, your relationship won't end. Um, It may, some of the, some of the point of this though, is to just kind of give you some idea that it may be in trouble and maybe you need to have some conversations that could keep it from ending or you will see those signs on the wall. And maybe um, these are some things we wish someone had told us or that we would have paid attention to. I think we probably knew most of these things. We maybe just didn't want to acknowledge them. Um, so maybe if we can help you guys not have to go through some of the same things, we can do that. Exactly. So as we walk you through these seven signs that your relationship could be in trouble. There's going to be one theme that's consistent throughout the whole list. And that is that each of these signs involves a change in behavior on either his side or yours. And I'll make this point a little clearer later on, but this is not the time for you to compare your relationship to somebody else's and think, Oh, well it's in trouble because he's not doing this. Like my friend's boyfriend does or oh, he's not doing this like I wish he would, but he's never done, you know, whatever fill in the blank thing that you're wanting him to do. This is where you look at your relationship, how it's been over the course of time and see if things are changing in a negative way. That's when you acknowledge it. So just keep that in mind. Yeah. And one other thing to keep in mind, I guess you could say, I wanted to point out is for the most part here, we're going to be talking about established relationships that have started off on a good trajectory. Everything's good. And then you kind of start to wonder, Hey, maybe this isn't the best, or maybe this shouldn't continue. We're not really talking about ways to determine whether or not you should start a relationship as much. I mean, if you see some of these things as patterns in someone from the outset, then obviously it's like, Oh, maybe you should double, double think this double think. That's not a saying. (laughs) Anyway, maybe you should think about it twice. <laughs> think twice. That's what I was trying to say. Think twice. Double, double think. think. <laughs> oh, I heard you guys. I'm Talking adding that is to hard. Oh my gosh, I'm using that again. <laughs> 
if you're in a place where you're trying to decide whether or not you should pursue a relationship with someone, then if these things are there, then definitely stay away. But like Kristen said, this is more about a change in behavior over time. So this is more geared towards you've been in a relationship for a period of time and now you're saying, hey, I'm not so sure that this is the best anymore. That's kind of more what this is geared towards. I know we talk a lot about early dating and that sort of thing. So I just want to make that clarification. This is going to be a little bit different than that. Oh, okay. glad you made that point. All right. Yeah, yeah so jump let's in. jump in. Number one, lay it on us. Sign number one that your relationship could be in trouble is that there is a change in communication. So that mm. means you're not texting as much. There aren't as many phone calls. They're not as talkative when they're in conversation with you. Like if you're used to you know, talking on the phone for an hour every few nights. And then it goes to like 10 minutes and it seems like you've both run out of things to say, like things like that are a little concerning to me. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, this is, we're talking about a pattern within your own relationship that has changed. If you see, and you know what this is, we can't give you like an exhaustive list because this is different within each relationship. And so you know what that looks like for your relationship. But one thing I do want to point out here, and this will kind of apply to all of these things to an extent too, is that you're not a perfect person either. Just keep that in mind as we're going through all of this. This is not about like, oh, he's some horrible guy. Some of this is to kind of check yourself too, because you're a fallen, sinful, selfish human being just as much as he is. And this, none of these things are about, oh, he's not doing what I want him to, so we have a problem. What a lot of these different points are going to boil down to is a heart attitude of selfishness. And this is going to apply just as much to you as it does to him. So you have to be willing to be gracious and understanding, especially on this kind of thing where maybe it is just a miscommunication that needs to be worked through. Maybe he's had a really long week at work. And so he's just not as communicative because he's tired. Well, if you just sit there and say, oh, well, he's not talking to me as much as he used to and write him off as being a jerk or, you know, you're like, well, he's acting like a jerk. That's not fair. Have you, I mean, that's the same thing manifesting itself in a different form in you. Are you being gracious and understanding to ask him, Hey, is everything okay? Are you, I've noticed this. Are you going through something? What's going on? And I think that's what you want. A lot of these signs to indicate is not just, Oh, this is an immediate breakup. It's, Hey, I'm noticing this. Let's talk about it. And you will learn a lot from their reaction to that conversation. In fact, my last relationship, that there were some issues, and we talked about this in that same heartbreak and disappointment ep- episode. There were some issues that were brought up and talked about, and those were things that I was like, hey, we need to work through these things. But based on his reaction to that being brought up, it really showed the underlying like heart issue that was really more at stake there. And that's what you're wanting to get at. What heart attitude is being manifested in these outward changes in behavior? Get to the heart of that and then determine, can we work through that heart issue? Yeah, and I think one thing you just said, Bethany, is really good in that in all of these things, when you're addressing them, his reaction to the conversation is key in figuring out, okay, is this something we want to work through or is this something that he doesn't seem to really either see as a problem or want to budge on or anything like that. So really take into consideration, okay, 
we're going to talk about this, but also how is he reacting to it? And that can help you kind of make your decision on how to move forward. Absolutely. You know, I, for me personally, one of the things that's huge for me that is like one of the top things I look for in someone is teachability. Is he teachable? Not just just like by me. I'm not saying I want him to whip him (laughs) into shape. That's not the point that I'm making. But like, is he teachable? Is he learning from scripture? Is he uh, under the authority of the word? Is he under the authority of his church mentors, like all of these things, is he teachable or does he just think he has it all together? And his reaction to this kind of conversation will go a long way in giving you the answer to that. Exactly. Okay. So let's move into number two, which is kind of a logical progression from number one, which was a change in communication. This is going to be a change in in-person interaction. Is he flaking on dates, plans you've made? Is he not really making a lot of effort to see you? Does he seem distracted or distant when you're hanging out in person? And this is not like a one-time thing. We're all going to zone out or flake or have to cancel or change plans. So there's room for grace here. But is there a pattern of you really are starting to get the impression you're not a priority in his life? And I think this will grow and change based on how long you've been together. If it's, you know, you've been dating for two months, well, sure, you want to be a priority in his life, but you may not be the top priority and that's okay. If you've been dating for a year and you're talking about like future forever kind of plans, then I think you deserve and can expect to be a little bit higher of a priority in his life. So just gauge that based on realistically how long you've been together too. Yeah, that's a good point. And honestly, this, at least for me personally, is one of the easiest signs to make excuses for on his behalf. Because you'll absolutely begin, you'll start telling yourself things like, oh, I'm sure he's just tired or like work's been really busy for him. So he's got a lot on his mind. And like we said earlier, that may be the case from time to time. And there's grace for that. But if it's a consistent pattern where every time you see him, he seems distant or three or four times in a row, he's like, oh, I can't make plans or, oh, I'm sorry, we're going to have to change dinner or whatever. That's not time for you to make an excuse for him. That's time for you to address what's going on here. And don't be afraid to ask him what's going on because you want to be with somebody who's going to be honest with you about these things. You know, when you're, you know, if you marry this guy down the road and something's bothering him and he feels distant, you want to be able to go to him and ask him what's going on and trust that he's going to be upfront and truthful with you about whatever it is. And so don't, I know that you think, oh, well, if I ask him and something's wrong, he doesn't want to be with me anymore, then we're going to break up. Well, at the end of the day, you want to be with somebody who wants to be with you. And if he doesn't want to be with you, you need to know that sooner rather than later, because if he's not feeling it anymore, but you just continue to let things go, you're going to get more attached. It's going to be a more difficult breakup down the road. Like I said earlier, I was in a relationship where at the end of it, when we were having the conversation and we broke up, it basically came to my attention that it had been about a month that he hadn't really been feeling the same way about me anymore. And I looked back and like, wow, I was almost too gracious, not in like a, oh, look at me, but like I should have said something or I should have pushed mm-hmm. or I should have asked. And he, you know, he told me, he's like, I wasn't upfront with you either. So there was fault on both sides. But I really wish that we had figured it out earlier because it was, it made it that much harder 
when you tack another month on the end of a relationship that you were already super invested in and then it ends. So I know it's scary and I know you think, oh my gosh, he's going to break up with me. But do you really want to be with somebody who is distant and who doesn't really seem to want to be around you and who constantly cancels plans? No, you don't. You want to be with somebody like Bethany said, who prioritizes you and the relationship. So don't ignore these signs Because being in a relationship and being in a healthy relationship are two very different things. So don't just think, oh, well, you know, as long as I stay in it, at least I'm with somebody. No, because being with the wrong person is way worse than just being single. Absolutely. So don't, you know, don't (sighs) overlook things or make excuses longer than you need to. And don't be afraid to have that conversation. Yeah. And you know, I had this with a, with a relationship at one point where I think Kristen asked me, she was like, well, are you, are you upset? Like, where are you at with this? Like, how are you feeling when it was ending? And I said, you know, I said, I think I'm disappointed at what the ideal could have been, but I'm not upset at all about losing the reality of what this is. Does that make sense? Like you can, Mm -hmm. it almost gets to a point where you're like mourning the potential as opposed to the actuality of what it is. Now, when you start to see this decline, like I think it gets to that point where you're not really going to miss the reality of what is happening. You miss how it used to be or what could have been. And you just kind of have to separate that in your head and realize, but that's not what it is. Exactly. And really deal in the reality of it. Yeah, and the longer or the more time that passes, I guess, after a breakup, you get that perspective of, you know, you think, oh, I miss him. No, you miss the good times and you miss when it was at its best, but you don't miss that last two weeks or month or six months or however long it was that it wasn't great. You don't miss that. And our brains have a way of like blocking that out at certain times, which is super annoying because like, no, I need to remember that because then I need to remember reality (laughs) and that there was a full picture here. Yeah, there were a lot of good times, but yeah, there were also a lot of hard times and times where I felt lonely and unimportant and kind of pushed to the side or whatever it is. Yeah. And (laughs) you will get that perspective eventually, but it takes a little time. I think that's why you see so many people get back together with their exes and it never work out because your brain tricks you into only remembering the good times. And you're like, oh, it wasn't that bad. Oh, I'll give him another chance. Maybe he's changed. Blah, 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 blah. And then you're in it and you're like, oh, (laughs) nope, nothing's changed. (laughs) And I think that's why our brains can be a little cruel sometimes. (laughs) Yes, they can. (laughs) Okay. So let's move on to number three, which is... He's not showing as much affection as he used to. And that doesn't have to be just physical affection. It could be, it can be physical affection, obviously, but it doesn't have to be. It could be, you know, terms of endearment, words of affirmation, just whatever way he normally shows affection if he's not anymore. And in this case, you should be comparing his level of affection now to what his level of affection was before. Not what the Hallmark movies look like, not what you know, your friend's boyfriend does, this is the two of you. And how did that look before? And how does it look now? One caveat I want to give this really quick, though, is there's a honeymoon face. Like, take that into account. You're not going to be all over each other like you were a month in after two years. 
that's unrealistic. So you, this one, especially that realistic piece has to be there. You have to take that honeymoon phase into account that it's different and different is not bad. It's just different. So within that you want to gauge, Oh, he's not acting like he did. And like I said before, this doesn't mean break up with him tomorrow. It's just, these are signs your relationship is in trouble, not signs you should have broken up two weeks ago. Does that make sense? Yeah. So have a a conversation, ask about it. Don't be accusatory. Don't be, why do you never don't start it with that? Ask questions, get to know what is going on and then go from there. Yeah. I was having a conversation with my little sister kind of about this, this past weekend where she and her boyfriend have been together for almost four years, which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And she was talking about, she's like, I just missed the puppy phase. And Dylan came in, her boyfriend, he was like, yeah, she really struggled with that for a while, knowing that, like, it's not going to go back to that. Not that they're like, she's like, we're doing fine. And we're still like, you know, love each other and everything's great. And we don't want to break up, but it's just different. And yeah. that doesn't, like you said, there's a distinction there of it doesn't mean anything is wrong. But then when he's totally pulling back yes without some sort of explanation then that's when you're wondering and again you're comparing him to him not him to you know what you want him to be not him to you know your best friend's husband whatever it's one-to-one and it's not a fair comparison if you're comparing him to anybody or anything else so if at one point he was showing you a lot of affection and then all of a sudden he seems distant for a few weeks, then that's something to pay attention to. That's something to ask him about. Again, we talk about all type communication is key to a successful relationship. And every single one of these is worth talking about with him to figure out what's going on. Yeah. Not venting to your girlfriends, not whining to your mom, not whatever else. Is there a time and place for those things? Sure. To an extent. Nah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. Sometimes. Venting, not so much. Getting thoughtful counsel, yes. Anyway, talk to him about it. Like, that's the key here. It's not talk to everyone else about it and then go break up with him because they got you all stirred up. Exactly. There's a, there's a big difference there. Okay. Moving on? Moving on. Okay, so side number four, that your relationship could be in trouble is if your relationship with the Lord is distancing this is while huge. you're with this guy. This is this probably should have been at the top of the list. Probably. <laughs> um, but if for any reason you feel more distant from the Lord or spending time with the Lord gets lower on the priority list as a result of this relationship, you need to step back and ask yourself why. Because that that's like cardinal rule. I mean, I'm not saying like, there, are there times where you're going to miss your quiet time? Yes, that happens when you're single. That happens when you're married. That happens at every point in time. You are not going to be a perfect Christian ever. Yeah. So we all make mistakes. Are there going to be times in your life where you do feel closer to the Lord than others, whether you're in a relationship or not? Absolutely. But if you see that your relationship with the Lord is suffering as a result of you being with this guy, that is a red flag that you most definitely need to address very quickly. Oh yeah. And this can look several different ways. It could be 
you're prioritizing time with this guy that you know you should be spending with the Lord. It could be that your desire to spend time with the Lord has, you know, decreased. And it could be that, well, it doesn't seem as important to this guy that you're dating. And so I'm not going to talk about it as much. And I'm not going to, then you start kind of start to match your pace to his, which is not good. Um, And if at any point you find yourself trying to justify or reason away why you're not growing in your relationship with the Lord, that's a problem. Um, And I think this, we talk about so much about how important having community is and having outside counsel in your life and mentor relationships. And this thing right here is why establishing that in your life is such a good practice before being in a relationship because if you wait until this is already happening, they're not going to know the difference. If you have surrounded yourself with community who knows you and is involved in your life before this, then they're going to see that decline and they will be able to hold you accountable to what they know your standards are from an objective place. And that's so important. And that's what you want. Your time in the word and your relationship with Christ should be a priority to this guy too. And so he should be pushing you towards those things, towards your mentors, towards, you know, that accountability. And if he's not, or that's not something that he's prioritizing for you, like that should be a priority in his life for you. Um, Or he's trying to fill that time with other things even. Like he's like, oh no, let's go do this. You can do that tomorrow. Or like, those are issues. Those are red flags that definitely need more discussion. And Kristen alluded to this earlier just because you get married doesn't mean that there's going to be some magic switch that flips and suddenly he's going to do all of those things that you want him to or that he should when it comes to this. If he's not doing it now, he's not going to do it later. Exactly. And you, I mean, you, we all as Christian women, if we want to be married, we want to be with a man who leads us closer to Christ, who encourages us in our walk with him, someone who is running at the same speed that we are in regards to our, you know, faith walk. And I've been listening to, um, Michael Todd, who's a pastor out in Oklahoma. He is doing, or he just finished the series called relationship goals. It was one of our listeners actually told us about this series and I am only on, I just finished part two yesterday and I love it. (laughs) Y'all need to go. It's on YouTube. You should go watch it. But he was making, the analogy, he's like, as a single woman, you should be running so hard, which I'm like, okay, I already hate running, but this is the kind of running <laughs> I can get on board with. But you should be running so hard towards Christ, towards what he's called you to do, towards, you know, his purpose for you. You know, you're running, you're running, you're running, and then you look over and there's a guy and he's running at the same pace. He's chasing after the same things. That's who you want to partner up with. And he was talking about, he's like, so many times you see women who are just running, 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 but then they feel like all the guys are behind them. So they start to slow down and then they kind of get to, yeah, that you get to Mm -hmm. a jog and then you're like, oh, I'll help it. And he's like, and you don't, he's like, you don't stop running to help a grown child. You don't do that. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) He got so fired up. It was so good. He's like, you keep running until he's like, well, you just keep running regardless. But then if somebody comes up and they're running with you, that's somebody you want to partner up with. Yep. And not somebody who's going to make you slow down or stop or lag behind because you feel like you need to stay with them because you feel like you're the one that's pulling them along in their faith walk. That's not your job. No, they're not children. 
No, yeah, they're not. Exactly. You want to be with a grown man, somebody who yeah. acts like it, somebody whose faith is representative of that, and you don't settle for less than that. No, you don't. So, period, end of discussion. Period, and <laughs> moving on. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, number five is. If you enjoy spending time with other people more than your significant other, specifically members of the opposite sex from you, not your significant other. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as I said that, I was like, wait, <laughs> maybe <laughs> anyway, now, this is, uh, we, we basically said that point and now we're going to backtrack the whole rest of the time on this one a little bit in that. I do believe that, that if you're wanting to spend time with other people more than your significant other on a consistent basis, you need to find out why. However, listen up right here. There is an element of this that is on you too. Hear me. You need to guard your relationship. This is not just licensed to say, oh, I'm dating Bobby, but Joey over there looks real cute and I want to go talk to him. And then you're like, oh, I like spending time with him more. So that must mean my relationship is in trouble. No, that is not okay. That is not appropriate. That is not what we're saying here in the slightest. What I am saying is that if other people, quote unquote, in general, are more appealing to you, then it's time for a serious evaluation as to why. And it may be on you. Yeah. And this is not your relationship is in trouble because of him necessarily. This needs some serious evaluation of why you want to spend time with other people. And it may not be because he's doing anything wrong. It may be because you need to check yourself and get yourself in line. But this is not licensed to just go say, hey, I like that guy better. I'm going to hang out with him more. This is asking yourself, why do I like hanging out with other people more and getting to the bottom of it? But in no way is this just because some other guy's cuter or he's funnier in the moment or whatever. Uh-uh. That's not okay. And that does not bode well for any sort of marriage relationship in the future if that is your mentality. No, not at all. And this is where when you ask yourself that question, okay, why do I want to spend time with this person or these people more than my boyfriend, that question is, I believe, going to keep you from emotionally cheating. Even if you don't like, I know physically cheating, everybody, that's what everybody talks about. But emotional cheating, in my opinion, is just as bad because you're sitting there, you're spending time, you're, you know, talking to this person, you may be having deep conversations with them. That's not their place. They're not who no. you're dating. And so if you get to the point where, oh, well, yeah, I'm dating this guy, but I am really like talking to him. Be so careful that you don't let that continue without asking yourself that question of, hey, why is this happening? Before you do something, you're not only you regret, but then you're also going to hurt this guy you're with. And he didn't ask for that. And he didn't deserve that. And it's and wrong. It is. Exactly. That's why I was, yes, <laughs> so, I'm building. Sorry. Yes. I'm no, sorry. You're fine. No, you're fine. <laughs> it is. It's wrong. And it's unfaithful. And I don't care if you're not married to him, it's still unfaithful. And you wouldn't want anybody to do that to you. And what's the golden rule? Oh my gosh, I sound like my father. <laughs> Treat people the way you want to be treated. And you wouldn't <laughs> want to be treated that way. And so, and my, my other little caveat here is if you find yourself, you ask yourself this question, okay, I'm dating Bobby, Joey, is great. I like spending time with Joey. I like talking to Joey. Don't go break up with, even if you're like, you know what? I don't need to be with Bobby anymore. If that's something that you figured out, you're just not into it anymore. Don't go break up with Bobby and then immediately run to Joey. No, you need to like take a step back. Joey will be there. If Joey's the dude you're supposed to be with, 
he'll be, he'll, you know, he's not going anywhere. Okay. But <laughs> you can, you need to just step back and not have this mentality. Of, oh, I need to bounce from one to the other. And I can't be alone because my, my, um, encouragement would be to, okay, ask yourself, what, what am I looking for that I wasn't getting from my relationship with Bobby that I think I'm going to get from Joey and take back and say, well, how can I get that from my relationship with Christ? Because that's where I should be getting all of this anyway. And these guys are added bonuses here at this point, (laughs) because you have everything you need and want in Christ, whether you're dating somebody, whether you're married, whether you're engaged, whether you're single. So don't think, oh, well, if I don't see it in this guy, I'll be able to find it in this guy, then I'll be happy. It's not the answer. So just be super, super careful when you find yourself kind of distancing from him to go, whether it's a guy, even if it's your friends. Like I dated a guy in high school that I would much rather hang out with my friends than him. And I'm like, okay, clearly this, I need to end this because this is not fair to him for me to keep kind of stringing him along, but really, really pay attention to the fact that if I'm spending time with other people and then enjoying it more than my boyfriend, I need to think through this. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's move on to lighter things. Yeah. Happier things. (laughs) There is no such thing in this episode. This is a heavy episode. It is. Okay, so our next sign that your relationship is in trouble is that if there's an unwillingness to compromise on one or both of your parts, you may be headed in the wrong direction. And we talk all the time about the difference between compromising and settling. Compromising is good. Settling is not. We're not telling you to settle when it comes to your values and standards in this relationship, However, compromise is an inevitable part of a relationship. No matter what, no matter how great the guy is, no matter how great you are, you're not going to agree on every little thing. It will not happen. So don't expect it. Be willing and ready to compromise. But if one or both of you is not willing to do that on things that should be compromised on, then I'm not saying it can't work, but you're going to have a really, really, really tough time getting anywhere. Yeah, that's a good, this wasn't in our notes, but I'm really glad you said that, that you're not willing to compromise on things that should be compromised on. Because there are going to be things, and that's where we make the distinction between settling and compromising. There are going to be things that you shouldn't compromise on. Your faith, your values, your boundaries, things like that. If you're not willing to compromise on those things, good for you. That's what you should be doing. But if there are things, and I'll give you an example here in a second, that you should be willing to compromise on that are not life or death, that are not sin issues, that's where you start to get into some trouble. Because relationships are about give and take. And the longer you're with somebody, the more opportunities you're going to have to where you can give a little or he can give a little. And in a healthy relationship, there'll be times where you do both. But if one of you or both of you refuses to give and compromise on anything, then the relationship is not going to last. I know that's super blunt, but it's not because you are going to have to learn. You both are going to have to learn how to give. And just to give you an example, I dated this guy who... We'd been dating for a few months and it got to the point where he was consistently canceling plans on me to do optional work activities. So this was not like his job was demanding and he had to be there. Like this was a, oh, I'm going to go because I want to. I don't have to be there. 
And we were already long distance, which complicated things even more. So when we had time, it was, you know, expected that we were going to make time for that time. Well, that just didn't happen yeah. several times in a row. And so the night, be- it was the night before we broke up, we were on the phone fighting for like two hours. And neither of us were budging. And he was like, well, this is really important to me. And I'm trying to like make sure I set myself up well for my career and blah, blah, blah. I was like, well, that's fine, but I want to prioritize the relationship and I don't feel like you do the same. And I'm not going to just basic. I said it a lot nicer than this. Cause I talk big and think like, Oh, I told him, <laughs> but I did not, I was probably nicer, but I'm not just going to sit around while you go pursue your dream. And then when you have leftover time, I'll take it. Like, that's not how this works. And so we got to the point where we're like, okay, well, let's just, he was like, let's just cool off and take a couple days and then we'll talk because we couldn't get anywhere. And I was like, no, I don't want to do that, but I didn't really have another option. And then we broke up the next day. And when I told him, I was like, you know what? I think it's great. You want to pursue your career. I think it's awesome. You have this dream. You want to go after it, but it's not fair for you to be in a relationship with somebody if you can't devote the needed and desired time into that relationship as a result of what you're doing with your job. So go for your job, go for it pursue it. That's great. But I am not going to continue to be in this relationship. And so the relationship ended. And that's not being needy. Don't let someone tell you that it is. You can be needy when you take that too far, but expecting a relationship or your relationship to be a priority to the guy that you are with is not being needy. If he says that it is, then he is mistaken. Um, and that shows a distinct lack of maturity on the guy's part, I think. And like you said, that's fine. If you want to pursue your career and you want to devote the time to that, be adult enough to recognize that either you are going to do that and not be in a relationship or temper that and devote the time to a relationship that it needs. But to say that I want all of this, and you just get in line and go along, that's not mature. That's not an adult way of handling this. And it kind of leads into the next one. Him trying to tell you, oh, well, you're just being needy is really manipulation. Mm-hmm. And so that is actually our last sign here that your relationship is in trouble is if the other person is manipulating you. I think the most obvious one, you know, example for this is, you know, someone says, well, if you loved me, you would blank. No, don't, don't play mind games. You want someone who's going to be honest and straight up with you. You do. And an adult relationship is not a place to play games. And manipulation is the worst kind of game to play in the context of dating. And remember, like Bethany said earlier, behavior patterns don't change on your wedding day. I know for some reason we think we put on a white dress and he puts on a tux and all of our problems melt away at the altar and we walk back up and everything's peachy, but that's not the case. (laughs) Saying I do does not fix all of his flaws. It does not fix all of your flaws. And if he's manipulative now, that pattern of behavior will only continue and get worse down the road. I can't tell you how many times people have told me, like, Kristen, early dating, like the first few months, six months, year, I don't know. I'll tell you when I make it to that point <laughs> in my life. But those are the best times. Like you're so in love. You can't get enough of each other. You want to see each other and talk all the time. It's like if it gets really bad really fast, this is the, like this is 
the best it's going to be. Like, you don't, you don't want your ceiling for that to be way down low. You <laughs> yeah. know what I'm saying? I'm trying uh-huh. to motion and I realize y'all can't see me, but <laughs> you know, you've, you've got to understand that any of these patterns you're seeing, yes, you can work through them, but there's not a quick fix for them. And most likely they're not going to just disappear overnight or disappear when you get married or disappear when you get engaged. These are things that if, if you both are willing to work on them and improve on them and try to get better, you can, but you're, they're not just going to go away. And if it's something that you don't feel like he wants to improve on, you want to improve on whatever, then you need to walk away because if you're not willing to have that as part of your relationship for the rest of your life, that would be my warning and encouragement. All yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The one, the one last thing I want to say on this is we've talked through this whole list and all of these we've said, okay, look, this doesn't mean you have to break up tomorrow. This means you need to have a conversation. Don't make any snap decisions. Have a conversation. Talk about it. Talk about it. Talk about it. That's been our theme throughout this whole thing. With this point, though, if you're in a situation where someone is manipulating you, this is the one point on this list that I don't feel like needs discussion or patience, um, or at least not very much. There are some things, there are many things that you will work through as a couple in a relationship. Neither of you is perfect and you're never going to be. But I don't think this is one that has to be something you wait around and let him work through at your expense. Uh, In my opinion, this is where you can acknowledge that this issue exists and then tell him that this is something he needs to work on independent of you. You don't have to, you know, if he's, you know, not the best communicator and you're like, hey, why don't you text me as much anymore? Whatever. Okay. Yeah. Work through that. That's something you give a little time and you work through. If you're being manipulated by someone, the, the immaturity on their part that that exhibits is not something that you have to be patiently enduring while they mature. This is something that they need to work on and then come back if they want to, or if you want to, and you can try again. I don't know that that's necessarily the best (laughs) route to take, but I don't think this is something that needs discussion after discussion after discussion. This is something that is more breakup worthy than the others, I think. Um, And one thing I would say here too is don't go at this one alone either. If you're in a situation where you're like, I think I'm being manipulated, you may not be sure. You need that outside community, that outside counsel, those people you trust, not going and just like venting all of your frustrations at them, but you're saying, hey, lay out what's happening and get their take on it. Because if you're in a situation where you're maybe being manipulated by someone, you're not going to necessarily see that clearly. And you need someone more objective pouring into you saying, yes, you are on the right track. You're thinking about this correctly. This is the right action to take. So if that's the situation you find yourself in, don't, don't like turn inward and just try to reason it through yourself. I think that might make it more difficult than it has to be. Yes, definitely. This, all of these, I think, particularly this last one, but all of these are things that, you know, we would encourage you to talk to your mentors about. Again, this is not like, Hey, go vent to all your girlfriends and trash your boyfriend when he's not around. But, you know, if you have a trusted friend that, you know, is like a source of wise counsel for you, your mom, your mentors, whoever, talk to them from a point of, I don't, not that, oh, I want to complain about him. It's no, I really want to fix this because I care about him and I want to know what's a good strategy for me to take if I want to talk to him about this. Yeah. And then 
you know, go to your community and go to the people you trust to really help you figure that out. But we all know that we as girls can be a little unrealistic sometimes in our expectations. And like we talked about with a couple of these, like you have to be operating in a place of reality when it comes to, is this really a problem? Is he really being not as communicative or am I just making a big deal out of something? Cause I have this pie in the sky ideal. This is where someone who is a stage or two ahead of you in life can look back and say, Oh honey, I went through the exact same thing or my husband's the same way or, you know, you're expecting too much. You're making too big of a deal out of this. You want that check and balance in place because you're probably going to swing to one extreme. You need someone to kind of balance that on the other side. And having these godly women in your life who are ahead of you in life, who have walked where you are walking now, to look back and offer that solid, not emotional, objective counsel is so huge with this because you don't want to live with the regret of, like we've said before, ending a relationship based on a small temporary problem. Don't make permanent decisions based on temporary problems. And you're not always the best person to decide what those things are. (laughs) Exactly. And I know that it's been so pivotal for me that Obviously, I've talked before, like my parents have a wonderful marriage, but then all my mentors are in really strong marriages as well. And so to hear them talk about, and they don't like complain to me about their husbands, but they'll be like, you know what? He really struggles with this. And this is something that we've dealt with ever since we've been married. Or you know what? He's more like this and I'm more like this and we butt heads here. And that's just how we're wired and we've learned how to work through it. Hearing things like that is so good for me because I feel like for me personally, y'all know that I'm contend towards the um, hopeless, romantic, optimistic side, which not always a bad thing, but if you don't keep it in check, it is. <laughs> but it's good to hear that because you have this ideal of, oh, marriage is just going to be so wonderful all the time. And we're going to love each other every single day and every single moment. And we're never going to get on each other's nerves. And I won't care that he, you know, bothers me doing X, Y, and Z. No. <laughs> but you, when you surround yourself with women who tell you, you know what? No, he's not perfect. And yes, this annoys me. And yes, this is where we butt heads, but I love him through it. And he loves me through it. And we're willing to work through it because the relationship is more important. And this is a unity that God has joined together and we are not going to separate it. That is so helpful and so encouraging and so, um, enlightening when it comes to your expectations (laughs) and what to think through. So I would highly recommend as we always do on here to find you some good mentors that have, you know, good relationships and a good marriage and someone that you can, who can be honest with you, but can also be encouraging to you through this. Absolutely. I think that is the perfect place to end there that is the show for today guys we are so glad you are here we will be back like we said on friday with another couch cast live um and then back next week with another episode and hopefully soon we will be back to regular recording and in the same place and everyone can leave their houses and it'll be a good day but until then i'm bethany and i'm Kristen, and this is looking for the middle <laughs>